Welcome to the Eastbound. I'm your host, Camille Cower. And if you could just bear with me, we're ha- um, Hope is, for some reason, it's not showing her on my side. So I'm just going to pull up her website so you guys can kind of see what we're going to be talking about today about her awesome, awesome, awesome company. So just bear with me. Hello there. How are you? you I don't think I was ever not involved in fashion, to be honest with you. Um, I'm one of those people, when I was little, when I was in school, I was sketching. I was drawing. I knew what I was going to do with the rest of my life at the age of seven years old. Okay. Okay. So, so at that juncture in my life, you know, teachers were just kind of a little bit of a nuisance for me. <laughs> I can relate. We have the big picture, lady. It's standing between me and my goal. So, when you were when you were in school, what were you originally wanted to do? Was it always be a designer? Always, always, yep, always. Okay. Now, being a black woman and getting into fashion, it's not you don't see many people doing it, but you've made it to. I mean. Oscar de la Renta. So please tell us, how did you make it to that point? Like to even be in the room, to be a designer, how did that happen? You know, probably a sense of um, non-complacency as well as um, a lack of satisfaction. You know, I'm never satisfied, you know, I'll keep my steak, okay? You know, I'm not the girl that's sending everything back. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, my inner voice and, you know, my intrinsic expressions in life, I'm never satisfied. So, um, you know, I went to, you know, get my BA in Atlanta. And when I finished there, you know, I saw my, you know, peers. Wait, wait, wait. you did just say in Atlanta. It was Fashion (laughs) Institute of Technology. Well, no, I went to FIT here, but I I graduated. New York City, sorry. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah. I got my BA in Atlanta. I went to Spelman. Oh, that's so, right. Okay. Yeah, so when I finished there, um, you know, I was like everyone else in my class. You know, we're gonna work at Macy's, and it was it was very limiting. I'm, you know, I don't want to speak ill of you know HBCUs or whatnot, but I knew that the industry was not in Atlanta, and I think that sense of uns, you know not being satisfied made me say to myself, okay, if I want to compete amongst the best, I need to be where the, you know, where the best circulate and live and matriculate. So I decided to move, you know, I moved here 
And once I moved here, uh, I began working. I was uh, I started at this uh, 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 designer, Jill Stewart, and um, I started an internship there. And while there, I recognized I cannot really compete with these people. I need to, oh, no. you know, I need to know what they know, yeah. and the competitive nature of you know, my personality said, okay, look, I know you're finished with school, but it's, it might be time to go back. And so I went back and, um, went to FIT, which is amazing. I love FIT more than anything on this earth. And, um, from there, that's when I really began applying to the companies that I really wanted to, to work with. And I knew, and I, you know, I was confident that I had the skills to work with those companies. Okay. Now, when you first were at Fashion Institute, what was it like there, like just to go from Spelman, getting your bachelor's, and now you're like in your element with the best of the best, working together, collaborating, making those networks, making that um, connections to like propel your um fashion career to where it is now like what how did you feel being like okay I'm in my purpose I'm learning my best like what was that like for you were you accepted there or I not only was I accepted I loved it like I said it's you know you to my deathbed you will not get me to say a negative word about FIT I really you know it's the number one fashion school in the world for a very particular reason um I still have very close relationships with my professors um and it may be because I was older when I went there that I really came and you know I was so focused you know it wasn't please my parents. It wasn't, uh, please society. I was there with a very clear focused vision as to what I was to do there, what I was going to get from being there and how I was going to get it. So, um, I really made the best of my experience there. And, um, I even, you know, it, it, it's times every blue moon when I don't know something, if I can't teach it to myself, I'm like, I should take a class at FIT. I'm like, I don't have time to do that, but I just, I love it, love it uh, that much. My experience was, was absolutely fantastic. And like I said, being a bit older had a lot to do with it. The social atmosphere, you know, I didn't see anyone else there. You know, if they weren't going to, you know, if we weren't working on a project together or, you know, maybe creating alliances for whatever other reason, I was laser focused on the bean. Was there any advice that you got from um, FAT that you feel would be good to share with others that may be interested in starting in fashion or just in general, any advice you would give to someone who wants to get started? Like what steps you would suggest they start from or? Um, I'd say drop the entitlement, you know, uh, I say have a, you know, be realistic with yourself as to uh, what fashion is uh, and, um, you know, recognize that fashion is a billion dollar industry and it is an industry that requires hard work. You know, it's not just being fabulous and um, because you love fashion. That's not enough. That can't be enough. Uh, One of the reasons that FIT has actually such a strict criteria for admission 
uh, is for that very reason. They recognize that, you know, it's kind of the go-to for the entitled set sometimes. You know, I love fashion. My parents buy me fashion. I want to be a fashion designer. But little do they recognize how difficult the work is going to be. Little do they recognize, you know, during Fashion Week when you see these fabulous shows, this team has been up, you know, literally, if the show's at 1 p.m., they may have went to sleep at 6 a.m. that morning, if, if not later than that. Uh, if there's a lot that goes into it. It's extraordinarily competitive, uh, especially in the environment now. Starting a clothing line is uber difficult. There are so many hurdles that uh, you have to be aware of. Uh, and, and, you know, more than anything, if I could really surmise it, it's a willingness to work hard, work harder than your counterpart. Uh, don't expect anything. Uh, do more than what is expected of you. Okay. Now, once you left school, how did you how did you go about getting your first job in fashion? Like, what was that like? Was it did they come to the school and recruit, or did you just go out, beat the pavement, and make your own way through? Beat that pavement, you know. <laughs> and that's that's yeah. why I live in New York. You know, it's beating the pavement, but the pavement's only a few blocks away. You know, right. so get that, you know, get that resume out and uh, have a good resume. I did a lot of internships. Okay. You know, I didn't complain either. I did a lot of internships. Um, <laughs> look, I was, I was about to complain, but <laughs> <laughs> a like, lot of um, underpaid yeah. <laughs> internships. Well, um, do it, you know, do a lot of um, internships, uh, know what you, you know, the type of label that, uh, works, works best for you. Um, yeah, it, it was, you know, just there she goes. <laughs> it happens. Okay. Let's see. Um, I love that we're getting a view of your studio though. with all the beautiful bags. Oh my gosh. Every girl is dream. It's funny. Every, um, Every single person I've had this week has had either a clothing rack behind them or just like closet goals behind them. Oh, that's <laughs> you so guys funny. stay on brand, my fashion people. I would just yeah, put just, that out there. part of it. Yeah. It's just there. Now, uh, I have a question for you. What does fashion mean to you? Um, expression. Mm-hmm. Expression. You know, um, it's a way to express who you are. Um but I, I also say emotion. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, get a little personal. But when I, uh, the initial years of, of working on Oak Trader weren't glamorous at all. I literally <laughs> sat in my apartment for three straight years in development you know, interns here, um, people coming and going, uh, things falling apart constantly, 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 you know, constant iterations of, of, of what we are creating and, and learning about it. And during that period, I, I lost myself. Instead of being myself, I subscribed to, you know, the two guys in the, the garage Apple story. And I didn't think that I was 
you know, I was in a mental space where I didn't think I was deserving of these things because everything should be sacrificed for my business. Everything, relationships, uh, property, anything. Nothing was more important than my business. And um, I went into a depression. I went into a depression. I was still uh, persevering, still pursuing, but I was totally depressed at the same time. And I noticed that once we kind of got over the hurdle, got to, you know, the other side of of, uh, owning this business, I began getting back into myself, you know, um, dressing, you know, we had all these clothes, but I didn't care. I would wear the same thing every day. That's what Steve Jobs does. But (laughs) (laughs) you got to invest in your business, right? Not in your wardrobe or your closet. Yeah, I get that. Uh, Um, but I noticed when I began coming to the other side, the more social aspect of uh, starting my business, and I began taking care of myself again, basically, mm-hmm. that feeling beautiful was not just physical. It was very much emotional for me. Mm-hmm. And I recognize I've been this girl into makeup and clothes and hair and all of these things my entire life, it's intrinsically built into who I am as a person. And I, and, and it wasn't until that period that I really recognized that and fashion makes me happy, you know, feeling pretty makes me happy. My personal perception of pretty being that makes me happy. And, um, this life is short. You know, why not do whatever it takes to make yourself feel good? If it's a fabulous a couture gown or if it's a, a, a bath with amazing mineral herbs from Mumbai, you know, whatever it is that makes you feel good, immerse and do what you need to do to be able to immerse in those things. Because this this is an aspect of, of life, you know. Uh, so fashion, definitely, um, you know, I really, really recognize that um, during that period, you know, so it's not been that long ago, <laughs> but oh, yeah. yeah, you know, it took, it took a while to, to get to, to that point. Now, what do you think was that transition from you for, from the depression and just getting really in, just starting to be- believe in yourself and dreaming bigger? Cause I mean, to come up with, to make your own app, to make your own software. I mean, you had to have some type of confidence in yourself to learn how to do that yourself, to be able to do that yourself, to go from fashion to technology and to use both sides of your brains. Like I'm thoroughly impressed. (laughs) (laughs) As someone that's just recently trying to learn all this tech stuff to be able to do my show, like it's not the easiest and it doesn't always want to work the same way, even if you do the exact same thing, it's like, (laughs) no, today the algorithm changed. So your guests can't come on. (laughs) It always always changes. Constantly changing. So uh, like, what do you think uh, was it? I mean, did you go to therapy? Did you just start just recognizing what depression was for yourself and just started finding ways to fix it? Like, what did you do? Because I feel like so many people right now may not realize they have depression or maybe are going through a temporary depression because of coronavirus or because of all the police violence and trauma that we're seeing on TV and or experiencing how to like, 
can, do you mind sharing how you were able to get past that? I, I think awareness of mm -hmm. what I was actually going through, um, uh, walking outside of my body, um, really looking at myself, um, and more than anything, mindfulness and awareness, you know, uh, of the narrative that I'm literally subscribing to and uh, convincing myself of, you know, because a big part of um, some depressions, I can't speak for, for, for everyone, you know, some people are more chemically depressed and it's, you know, they have no control over it. But for me, it was more about the narrative. You know, I was completely my own worst enemy at a time when I needed a best friend, you know. And um, on a daily basis, I let that uh, control my, my self-talk and everything that, that I do. So there was never a good enough. I'm still that way but it's, it's okay now. Whereas before, you know, I failed, I'm a, you know, idiot. And I would compare myself to the incomparable, you know, this company has 20 million in the bank and I have, you know, 11 grand <laughs> and I owe 12,000, you know, I owe yeah. this person 12 grand. Um, so like it, more than anything, it was staying mindful of the narrative that um, um, I, I speak to myself on a daily basis. And instead of being my own worst enemy, being my best friend and uh, recognizing that I have an ally in me, you know, and in Jesus, you know, but, <laughs> but it, you know, in me and, um, really truly believing that and believing that it's okay if you make mistakes um that that's a part of of growing and becoming and becoming better um and not you know um not comparing myself to others you know i feel like that is the root of a lot of depression is constant comparison. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not this enough and da, 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 da. And the next person saying, I'm not brown enough. I'm not tall enough. You know, mm -hmm. everything that I should be happy about or, you know, or I haven't achieved this or I haven't achieved that. Who are you comparing yourself to? Right. right. Constantly, you know, and if you, and if you don't take heed of this and, and recognize it for what it is, you'll never stop it. Uh, and it will take complete control of you. You know, your brain is, you know, it's not a ligament to the extent of your legs or your arms, but you can control it. And a lot of people seem to forget that. If you don't control your mind, it will ramble and ramble and ramble and ramble. And there are so many constructs that make uh, the facets of the brain that um, if you don't have control, like I said, it will it will completely take over you. So it's like you look at your arm. If I don't want my arm to, to go up, I make my arm go go down. Your brain works the same way. So, okay, here, here my brain. I'm not focused. I'm not being mindful of my presence. And my brain is, is, is rambling. 
And mm-hmm. many people don't understand that you can just stop it yeah. and be present, you know, and just That's be present in the moment. That's my thing with um, procrastinating sometimes, like, get up, get up, get, why aren't you getting up? And then finally getting up is the same thing when I'm like, oh, I wish I had this. Wish I... Just go, like start focusing on something you do have. Like stop yeah. worrying about that or um, like winter weather really bothered me here because I was just like, mm-hmm. I can't go anywhere. It's rainy, it's cold. And I would even like think I was having not necessarily depression, but just the mood change of just that and just realizing I could control it more. You can control it. Like changing the narrative within your head. And also being that we both work in fashion, it's something where you're always being judged based on your appearance, what you're wearing, how you dress, whether like you were saying, thin enough, tall enough, dark enough, whatever. It's real easy to get caught up in all of that. And Stella realizing that's just for that job. You're not. That's that. That's not for me. And that's okay. And that's okay. And and accepting that that is okay. It's, Mm -hmm. It's okay. You know, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Speaking of okay, because this is way more than okay. Your <laughs> company, I'm going to actually um, take my, I'm going to do it so I can actually show. Please, yeah. I feel like we'll go back to your designer, but I want to make sure that we talk about this because I have it up there and I just want to um, sure. show everybody what we're talking about too. Sure. So they know what it is that you do because it's so fascinating that thank you like i'm like uh, sold all right so i'm Yay. gonna this is the gorgeous prada dress that you never wear so you listed on o trader and traded to susie for her blue dior blouse and now you're both lavished with our currency owed points as a reward for completing your trade you can spend your destination for designer fashion trading so how how hope trader works and what made you come up with it as well sure i was uh the day you know the day i actually decided i would make an app i was um i was actually going to fit it's funny we mentioned my love for FIT and um, my desire now on occasion to take classes there. I actually, after graduating, <laughs> I had taken a class actually with my favorite professor, Professor Eubinio, fabulous. I was taking a class uh, with him and I was walking across the street and I was like, I remember this day like it was yesterday. I looked over into the FIT museum mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, why isn't there a marketplace for people to trade? You know, I understand, you know, there were marketplaces for um, consignment. It wasn't that that prominent at that time. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, why isn't there a marketplace for people to just trade? Uh, and in the creation of Vote Trader, I recognize why there is not a marketplace. <laughs> oh, now, why? What are some uh, of the challenges with it? It was many, many challenges. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. But that was the beauty of the development period, is figuring out solutions for all of those challenges. Um, you know, I love that development period more than anything. And one of those problems would be uh, safety. You know, mm-hmm. how can you feel comfortable shipping your item 
you know, cross the country to someone that you don't know, and this be actually a safe thing to do. Right. Um, what what what's in place for that to happen? And also the second would be value. You know, if you're trading, if these are designer items and you're trading something, how do you assess the value of it? You know, it's like if you, you know, you can trade, you know, you're not going to trade a Porsche for a pencil, right. you know. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh, those boots. But once you, um, who's close to that? Um, <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> People with all these small feet. <laughs> Um, but uh, so that went into a feature where you know we had to. I'm I'm the person on Saturday Night Live again. Um, <laughs> um, but that you know uh, for each hurdle, it um, allowed me to conceive a solution for that hurdle. And I love problem solving. It's by nature, you know. Like you, we're both the only you know only child. Um, so you're very into, you have this independent streak. It's always you know always been that way. Right. Um, I can figure so, it out. You know, one of the problems is, you know, how do you feel comfortable, you know, shipping an item, a designer item across the country to someone that you don't know? And how do you know the value of the items that you're trading? So uh, from there, from the, you know, the first hurdle of uh, how do you feel safe? Uh, I began conceiving our currency. And with uh, having a currency for our trading community, it allows us to compensate our members if something does happen, you know, okay. also shipping on site, you know, we track everything from start to finish. Uh, then the next hurdle, how do you value? Then we came up, you know, I can see the, the tier system and, um, okay. you know, upon assessment, I recognize that, you know, fashion is, is, um, you know, it's, 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 it can be fickle. So the values of an item constantly change especially in the re you know the pre-owned market but what doesn't change is the or or it changes much slowly is the perception of a designer item so um you know you take diamond furstenberg there's a perceived value of diamond furstenberg you know she's put years of research and and work into giving her name value same with like gucci same with like chanel so these things we don't have to concern ourselves with, you know, this is, a, you know, Chanel's a tier four. Why? Because Chanel has worked to be a tier four designer, right, you know, right. um, a DBF is a tier one because she is a contemporary designer, which we all respect, but she hasn't outpriced herself to the extent that um, many women uh, can't afford it, but she's still not mass market. So it only needed to be four tiers, you know? So we eliminated that haggle stuff that you see on a lot of marketplaces, you know? It's, our marketplace is for, is for women who love fashion, you know? And, and this is something that I'm constantly working on. I want women who love fashion to use our marketplace, you know? I'm not in business to, you know, it's, it's great if you wanna go to my competitor websites and pay your rent by selling items on, online, that's fine. But that's not what O-Trader's for. O-Trader's for the woman who wants to have fun with her wardrobe. Yeah. You know? I, it makes me think of like, because, you know, we both are only children. If we had sisters, we could switch clothes with. <laughs> that uh -huh. kind of thing. Like, we didn't get to have that opportunity. Or even, 
having like the older sister's closet to rummage through. I had my we mom's closet, weak, but weak, that was weak it. new best friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm out of that phase in life, but when I was little, I had a best friend by the week. <laughs> now <laughs> I'm like, you know, we're, we're friends, you know. It's like I have best friends, sisters, brother, you know, like there's people you're just beyond a title almost like, and then there's like, yeah, I get it. So um, I just love how you, did this as well with where you can, if you like somebody's closet, you can follow them or so you can see. So whenever they post anything new, you're like, Oh, I know she's my size. I know we have yeah, style, similar style styles. Twins. That's yeah, style, twins. style <laughs> twins, like so thoughtful, all the different ways you do this. And, yeah. you know, until I saw the site, there's like some design clothes. I'm like, I'll never part with this being one of them. This is actually what I wore to my wedding, <laughs> but we eloped. So it's a dynamic uh, like you mentioned, but um, there's other dresses where I'm like, I'm never going to wear this again. Oh, no. Oh, I'm here. See, iPhone doesn't want to be, doesn't want to let you be <laughs> it's great. It's like this little sticky thing I have. Like, what do you mean you won't give it up? Well, maybe. Um, but there's like some dresses I'm like, I probably won't ever wear again. And this gives you that option to kind of give somebody else new life, but you get something out of it as well. Right. And that's exchange. the beauty of the currency. And that's, you know, it's the problem with being new is um, intrinsic human inertia. You know, we don't like new. When you're creating something that's new, you're like, everyone's going to see this and they're going to be so excited. It's new and it gives them so much value. But um, people don't necessarily like new. Even adventurous people don't like what they don't understand. Um, But that's okay, you know, because that allows us to kind of always cultivate. But the beauty is, you know, not only are you constantly having fun and expanding and changing your, excuse me, not, you know, not only are you constantly switching up your wardrobe, mm-hmm. you're also expanding your wardrobe, you know? Yeah. So um, that goes into the currency model too, you know? It's, it's very much for women who love fashion because um, it gives them the opportunity to have fun with their wardrobe, but not just have fun with their wardrobe, also expand their personal wardrobe. And I'm very proud of that, you know, because um, it's very, it's a very circular system. Um, and it works, you know, and it works. And it's, you know, but that goes into, you know, it being for the right woman, you know. And I think some of the, what have been some of the, I guess, challenges that you've had as far as people being a little, a little bit nervous about getting involved, even when I guess when you tell a friend or something that you were interested in doing this, what, like, how did you, like, what were some of those? Like, cause I, like when I first thought of this, I was like, Oh, but how do you know there's not going to be cuts or um, tears or that it's at the same quality or might smell like smoke or um, that nature? The internet is, you know, um, the internet can be a very socialist place, <laughs> you know, we know everything about you. <laughs> and, more so, and more so by, by the year, you know, for each year, we are putting it all out there. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, bad. In some cases, very good. In our case, very, very, very good. 
Um, and the side is built around uh, that social account accountability. You know, we use, you know, uh, we don't use usernames. It's your real name sitting on that website. Right, um, right. And it's okay if you list a closet and expect that you'll be able to ship without using your real name. Guess what, darling? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Checkout time, we're asking you again. You know, so all of these features uh, come into place and they culminate into uh, a protective bubble in that, in that sense. Um, uh, from phone verification to real name to, you know, not shipping to um, different addresses, you know, making sure your credit card and your billing address match up. You know, you can't get to, to check out and instantly change a bunch of things because we recognize your trading. You know, uh, in addition, we require, you know, when that item comes to you and this is something we pay for and it comes out of your trade fee, we require um, shipment signature uh, for each each item. So girls use it because I pay an extra two dollars for that. Um. <laughs> nice. You know that's fantastic. Now, um, from following you on Instagram, I noticed that you were very vocal about um, the looting, as far as that being a way for people to some of your competitor websites. That's a way that they could make money, or like eBay or something, and sell that. And you started this hashtag the blood fashion challenge fashion. Can you share more about that just for those of us who may not know how the inner workings of that goes. Like, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, for me, looting represented um, distraction. You know, uh, there are different theories on, on looting. Some uh, are that, you know, it's a systematic um, equalizer you know, um, and, um, you know, to each their own. Uh, yet, if that's the case, who's profiting off of that? And it's not just the looters. It's also um, the competitor, competitor marketplaces. Mm -hmm. And because it's, they're so prominent now, uh, what's the first thing that these people are going to do with those items. Uh, so the blood fashion challenge was, was a call to these marketplaces to say, are you more than just a black lives paragraph on your Instagram? You know, uh, are you more than just posting a few black faces and hiring that, you know, firing that uh, racist woman that's worked with you for the last 10 years that you, you know, you never had a problem with. What is your real stance? And a real stance is, is uh, some level of loss. You know, if you really want to show equality, then in that equality, you're fine with accepting the loss of these, you know, th this merchandise, you know, um, you know, the violence and destruction of, of uh, the protests uh, and the looting, it was a distraction from a bigger, from a bigger cause. And I think more than anything, that's why I wanted to take a stand against it because for those that are looking for, um, the perfect excuse or, you know, the catalyst as to why black people are, you know, degenerates or ridiculous or, you know, or thugs that that's the evidence 
that they needed. And they enjoyed having that. And they enjoyed exploiting that. Uh, and um, it really, you know, it posed a major problem for me. One, that distraction. And, and two, um, the call to the marketplaces to, to, you know, to say, put your money where your mouth is. If you really care, you know, about this Black Lives Matter movement and, and, and you know, um, and making this not just a, a, a moment, but rather a movement, then you would take that stance to say, you know, we denounce, you know, what these people have done and we don't want this merchandise on our marketplace. And we're ready to take whatever measures possible to avoid having these pieces listed with us. Now, how can consumers protect themselves from possibly buying looting um, items that were from looting? You know, it how goes you really now. Well, it goes into the marketplace. You know, that that's where the marketplace, uh, you know, uh, comes into play. This, you know, it's it's pretty much compensatory to, authentic, you know, authenticating an item. Um, so uh, there is a, you know, there's record from these stores uh from these retailers of what of what they lost one um and that there's a, a company called leeds and they work with uh, i believe ebay and the real real um i don't know i know for sure those two i can't speak for some of the others but there are also algorithms that can easily trace you know data uh, behavior-based data of what these people are doing and like I, like I, you know, previously said, the internet anonymity that we, you know, were accustomed to in maybe the early 2000s, it's, you know, that no longer exists, you know, now, right. Since you mentioned about authenticating, that's something you also do with your, um, yes. your website too, just to make sure that items really are what they say they are. So Absolutely. Because I think even with like Alibaba, I think that's right. Alibaba, I don't, I'm bad with names. I think it's Alibaba or Ali, AliExpress. Uh, AliExpress, not uh, Alibaba. Uh -huh. <laughs> AliExpress where they, a lot of people will sell um, fake items there and so on. So it's- I hate that. Yeah, when you trade, <laughs> when you're trading amongst like a, a like an app like yours or your website, how would they ever know? But you, of you have course. a process, of course. Yeah, right? we do. Premium item trading. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, that was actually one of the early features, you know. Okay. Um, and that goes back into the beauty of having the tier allocation system. So for those tier four items, uh, i.e. Chanel, Gucci, Balenciaga, everyone that's expected to be tier four, we know who our tier four bags are coming from. Um, you have the option of adding premium trading protection. So as opposed to those items going directly user to user, like the lower tier items, uh, premium items actually come to headquarters where those trades are facilitated first before they go to each user. Okay. And, um, you know, we're, we're strict about it. If that item comes to us and it's not authentic, and <laughs> it's funny, we only have a few bad reviews, but I know everyone who's ever written a you know, bad review. And one of those was a woman who we kicked off the site immediately after you know, she traded a um, fraudulent item. Mm. Because you know, especially for trading, that's a risk that cannot be taken. Are you kidding me? Could you imagine you, 
you're real item for you know i'm a fashion girl so you know for the right consumer i really truly understand my customers mm -hmm. um so that is such a no-no you know like literally you know i'm at your door like what you know yeah. so um so yeah so for those trades instead of going user to user uh they come to headquarters and they're inspected and, and you know totally authenticated and um the expectation is that they are just as beautiful in our presence as they are on the website and you also have an option where they could just buy directly as well if they no. don't want to trade or no, no? only no, trading we don't Oh, no, okay. no, we don't. And the reason why um, that goes back into the, you know, the target demo of our customer and your goal for using the site, you know, what is your goal? You know, your goal is expanding your wardrobe. So that's just not an option. You know, it's like, I don't go to a muffin shop and, you know, ask if I can buy socks. <laughs> That's not what we sell. Okay. You know, we're for women who love fashion and want to expand their wardrobe. And I, you know, that's the beauty of being self-funded. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of not beauty. But the one beautiful aspect of that is, um, you know, the cultivation of our business model, of our goals, and following through on those goals and the reason why they exist. Um, so for the girl who wants to have fun with her fat, you know, have fun with you know, her wardrobe and expand her closet, um, she can trade. And we really don't need, um, you know, you know, need, the need to sell items is not there solely because you're instantly rewarded just for trading. Mm -hmm. So our currency can be used like cash. It is, you know, it's our cash. Nice. So, um, yeah, so you trade and you get rewarded with our currency use our currency to get whatever you want on the site. So it really is about engagement and participation. You know, the more you engage, the more you, you know, you can use your currency to get whatever you want. Yeah, you can bank it up for tier four. Right. <laughs> Start the off more, you, fitting all your tier one, sending that in. Yeah. Like, I yeah. Fit my tier four. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. That I love to see, to see um, our members who I, you know, who are, accumulating mm -hmm. and um, banking up to those those higher higher tier items you know absolutely now I have to talk to you about your designing career because sure you worked for Oscar de la Renta I sure mean, I should I get my book one of my books for you, you oh my gosh my yes absolutely let me make sure did I put on pants okay hold on <laughs> these are important questions no okay. I get it because it's even if I stood up, you would see my pajama pants underneath my dress. No! Uh, see, I'm so excited to show you. Oh, I can't wait to see it because I'm curious if I sure. if I recognize your work when I when you bring it up. But sure. so yeah, so Hope was uh, a designer for Oscar de la Renta, and as she mentioned before, Jill Stewart. So now we get to see her book. For all those who are much like myself, fashion addicts. I mean, but honestly, let me just look at her purse closet and just like, I want that one. I want that one. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just me. And you can see even, because I talked to her about this before, if there, she also does like, if somebody were to send in a bag and it's not completely perfect because she is a perfectionist, she will fix it. And she's, um, 
I forget what level skill, but she's got the certifications or something that she can work on certain bags and so on to kind of fix it. And which I was like, oh, where have you been all my life? But I love some of the quotes that are on your website as well. Isn't it? One of them was like, dress like you're already famous oh, or something. Zimmerman, everyone. It's going to be listed soon. <laughs> oh, what? Say that again? Oh, no. I was showing my rumper. I'm excited oh. to have on, have on shorts. <sighs> yes. Weather is yeah, really nice cute. enough for it. It's so wow. cute. Like, they were like, we need a purse tour. Because <laughs> oh, while you were gone, I was like, let's go ahead and look at the purses. Here. I can see Chanel from here, but. Let's see. Yeah, okay. Let's Oh my gosh. I had to like, literally I grabbed the closest book to me Okay. because I have, I would have to go through everything. Here's some. Oh, wow. Let's see. Now what was your process of coming up with designs? Like, would it just like come to you in dreams or you knew so, ahead of time what their theme was and you would have to work in that? Uh, you know, it's, it's, I wish it could be that amazing. Um, but, but you know, it's 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 I'd say very similar to to writing. You know, you you come up with. Um, I wish I should have grabbed um, my sketchbook. But before you you create your model sketch, you're literally with your flats. Just you take one idea and expand on that idea. It's like a process of constant extract extract extrapolation uh, of, of one idea. So it made me um, a feather, a, a, a feather place on a princess line, you know? So design one, the feather small, design two, the feathers medium, design three, the feather feathers large, mm -hmm. uh, then the feather changes color. And then the feather has multicolors and you literally take this one concept and, you know, you come up with multi-variations of this one particular thing. Um, and then, it, you know, then uh, in this world, we have to look at cost. <laughs> so that comes into play as to, you know, what is the, the goal of this item? You know, yeah. uh, are we looking, is, it, is this the color palette uh, that, it, you know, we want to stay within? So, like I said, it's 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 fun the creative aspects, but it does come down to being a business. Yeah, you so, know. I'm just curious because so you're of, my first designer I've met that works. Like, so from your drawing, would you do that at work? Like, or was that like a home thing? You'd come in with your drawings, or you guys would all sit to work. Okay, I need to move your name so I can see it better. So there's one. Yeah. So you just, you find like a theme, you know, so this was, you know, like if you see the rest, you know, see my apartment, it, this is very me, you know, like, I like, you know, I like rebels. Yeah. I like rebels. Very I feminine. like things. Yeah, yes. feminine, light pastels. And you see that there is a, a theme, you know, yeah. so that's. Oh, yeah, I love the over shoulder. You know, and then. The rompers. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're wearing a romper. Oh my gosh. I love all of these. Now, did any of these, like, what would be the process from drawing and how long before it was actually on the runway or? So, like, you know, what, what, what makes was that process it, like? What makes um, 
you get to the runway by the time something makes it to the runway <laughs> it's such a you know it's such a process mm-hmm. um and one of the the um aspects of working for a designer um and and this is you know like when i interned early on i literally came in first day and i'm just like hand me a pencil let's get to work you know <laughs> i'm ready to i'm yeah. ready to design and create and they're like no you're going to do 30 flats and specs today and i'm literally just drawing like flats you know what are um, flats i don't know that you got to break it uh, down i've only been on the modeling side Oh, okay. Let me see. I'll show you a flat. So a flat is literally as it sounds, an item laying down and specs the measurements. Mm, Um, And we, oh, actually I have a good flats and specs book. I'm thinking like pattern almost, but with that, but no. Not as, even again, not as glamorous. (laughs) Oh. This is... So actually, this is one of my oh, professors made this. Professor Kennedy, yeah. Oh, so that's great. So it tells you all the different, so like the pussy collar that everybody yeah. was talking about. Oh, the pr- pussy yeah. bow Melania? Pussy bow, yeah. Yep. I was like, I had no idea that's what that was called until then. So, ah, I need to get yeah. one of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when it, a piece goes into mm-hmm. production, this is... Like the multi straps necessity, but it but it is different with higher end designers. Okay. You know, it's right. definitely definitely different. Uh, the process is, is different. Um, but like I said, that process is even still it's it's extraordinarily collaborative. Mm, okay. You know, so it's not always this is the sketch. This is exactly what the item is going to look like. That happens on occasion. Okay. Wow. You know, so many times it may be this is this is the spec spec, and once it goes into design, these are the pieces that fall into it, and then it may be sketched again after it's it's created. Okay. Well, I have some yeah. questions. So it's already six fifty-seven. I don't know why fashion time is so much faster than any other time. But... <laughs> I love you. Fashion <laughs> time. We are on fashion what? time, everyone. We're not on normal time here. Not at all. Um, so We're Olivia is asking, brain. what do you think of um, are the upcoming fashion trends? What are upcoming fashion trends? Um. One of them, and I hope that this stays relevant, is we, uh, in a environment of grunge, romance and glamour actually was able to peek its little head out. Um, So, you know, some of my favorites, like I have on Zimmerman, was able to emerge uh, as, you know, as well as like self-portrait, and Roxanda designers such as that. So I think it's going to be a, a merge, you know, more of a collaboration of grunge and romance, however that works. But anything that gets the grunge thing out makes me happy. You know, I like I like glamour. Yeah. So <laughs> so the Kanye West, Balenciaga, they look like as if they've been shopping in my grandfather's work 
closet thing. Right. I'm ready for that to 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 go away. Okay. Um, so I do hope the trend of uh, romance continues because I do, you know, you see women embracing makeup a bit more than they have in the past and femininity is is seems to be making a return. And when I say femininity, femininity, you know, it could be they right. <laughs> or, you know. Gender fluid in that sense. Totally, right? totally, yeah. totally gender fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I personally hope that femininity reemerges. And I like, you know, I not to say I'm classes or anything of that nature, but um when I buy a flannel to sleep in, mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to be, you know, a thousand dollars. I'm fine with my flannel, my flannel <laughs> being what it looks like. And a lot of designers got away with that the last few seasons. And I think it, it really is a mockery to designer fashion. And when you look at, you know, the history of um, revered designers such as Cristobal Balenciaga, um, this, this, their collections are not reminiscent of uh, what he worked so hard for. And I hope that um, the designers of the future recognize that. What is it that you like to create most is also brought up by Olivia. Create most. Um, narrow it down a little bit. <laughs> Uh, clothing wise or do you like drawing art like what do you think you want to do as far as future even then future um i you know i would i i um i'd still like to have my own collection it's you know it's not um something that it's it's not an immediate thing for me but i um i would at some point in my life like to have my own collection um, and I, and, and if anything, the reason for that would be to kind of knock the pessimism within my spirit out solely because I know that industry and I know uh, how difficult it can be. And if I do a designer collection, I don't want it to be Hope Noel for Target at any point. I'm sorry. Sorry, I love Target. I love Target, but I don't want my collection to be in Target. I'm sorry. No, I, I get it because we had the conversation about fast fashion and how it's so bad for the environment. It's difficult. Wow, well, you know. Yeah, yeah, and a lot and so of I get that. You know, a lot of phenomenal designers, you know, are taking licensing deals that uh, like really go against. Yeah. yeah, go against their labels solely because you know they like eating. <laughs> I like food. I like I like that I I like food. I like eating on occasion at least once a week. Like I got a full on mortgage, so I get it. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I was curious also, I would be an idiot not to bring this up because so much is going on and there's the whole um pull up or shut up going on in the cosmetic industry. And I want to hear what your thoughts are with the fashion industry because they're even since yesterday, there's been so much changes where there's going to be their first black fa- um, editor for Harper Bazaar was just oh, announced. Cool. So and j- the, um, the guest I had Monday, she was the only black person that worked there when she was there for the seven years besides someone in accounts receivable. And since you worked at Oscar de la Renta and you worked at Jill Stewart, what do you think fashion could do to make sure 
that this isn't just a hashtag. It isn't just a black square that they're posting. Tap. They really are making differences. Tap. What? Tap. What does that mean? Tap. Tap your resources. Mm. There, are, there is so much talent untapped because they solely looked, they're looked over, you know, so much potential, untapped potential solely because they were looked over, you know, they're only looking within their own network as opposed to extending it out. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, did you ever see recruiters even come down to Spelman from any fashion brands? Probably not. I know I didn't at my school. Yeah, no. And it's hard to become something you can't see or you don't have that opportunity to reach see, out to I, someone. This is the thing. Yeah. This is the thing. I okay. recognize the value of HBCUs. Mm -hmm. I have very, my views about HBCUs are not linear. They're. Yeah. Oh, I went to HBCU. I mean, I transferred several times and finally finished at HBCU. So I got experience everywhere, but I definitely see the benefits of HBCU and I also see the faults with it. Right. Um, right. So the certain things you, you yeah, those, uh, 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 um, but can't yeah. Speak to Ill, but yeah. Um, Yes and no. Um, I, I didn't see that uh, window of opportunity, I'll be honest, uh, mm -hmm. until I went to FIT. You know, yeah. literally every Friday, you you know, you go into the um, auditorium and Ralph Lauren's there, you know, or, you know, some other graduate uh, of FIT is was it real far? No. Um, see, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but I get it. I'm bad like, with names. I'm always it's, like, it's just, it's just, it's just so yeah. many. Um, so, yeah. Um, it, it, it's not due to lack of talent, you know. Right. Lack of talent has nothing whatsoever to do oh, with this okay. disparity gap in hiring. That is, you know, that that's much that's just much deeper, you know, you know, to throw out, you know, the word systemic, it is what it is. Um, but it's not due to lack of talent, um, at, at all. Um, but I do think a, a lot of things have to do with our psychologies as well. And, um, and, um, as a sense of esteem that we may or may not have with regard to fortitude to goal fruition. You know, I have this thought about it where I think with the different celebrities, performers and so on, stop promoting brands that wouldn't hire you. Simple as that. Like, would they hire someone that looks like you to be a designer, to work in the, or to work as well, an if editor? Well, you, if, if you're you, they would hire you, you know, right. if, if, you know, by the time you're celebrity, well, I mean, um, looks like you, not you, you. Oh, looks you know like what I mean? Because they're always like rapping these songs about these different you know, brands. Something and you go happens. In the store and they're following you around. Something yeah. happens with you know. There's a level of narcissism that sets mm -hmm. in, and uh, celebrity affects your empathy, reasoning skills, 
you know, empathetical reasoning skills very much. So you feel a little detached once you hit celebrity, unfortunately, sometimes. Um, and, and, you know, and you don't know what's going on in the corporate atmosphere of these companies either. You know, um, you, you don't know. I think the beauty of now uh, is the fact that, you know, we're speaking on this, you know, we're communicating about it and we're communicating as humans equals to equals, whereas that wasn't the case before, you know, before we may have communicated as victims to, to leaders or, uh, or, you know, we weren't, I don't think the empathy, uh, was there in the past. I think something's happened now that, America has a greater sense of empathy that we've not had in the past. There's something about George Floyd and us all collectively seeing the life go out of that man's eyes for no reason whatsoever. And I think it resonated with every human, human. <laughs> I can't speak for the non-human, yeah, yeah. but for the human, it right. had to resonate with you. There is something black in that heart and nothing's going to help you, Jeffrey right. Dahmer. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, no you know, somewhere like he just looks like dinner. That part. And yeah, everyone was saying like that was a hunting move or something. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't, I don't know about hunters a different life. Yeah. So yeah. Right. On a happier note, I want to make sure everyone knows where they can follow you and keep in touch with you. So where's the best place they can keep up with you? Um, They can. um, I am, I'm like, so here. What's my address? No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Come on by. Um, I am on Instagram at hope Noel seven 30. Um, more vocal, but less vocal, and Hope Trader, <laughs> Instagram, uh, and for Twitter, we're also at Hope Trader, and at HopeTrader.com, and if you shoot me an email at HopeNoel at HopeTrader.com, or support at HopeTrader.com, or talk to us on the chat box at HopeTrader.com, I'm very interactive, it all gets to me. Okay. Um, so please reach out. You're like, this is my business. I'm involved in every facet to make sure I know what's going on with my company. I love that. Oh, yeah. 24 hour customer support. We don't sleep. Not Okay. Well, I know what that's like being my, um, <laughs> we're doing this show now. I'm like, when, when do people ever sleep that work other Because I'm when I'm up, other people are up too. So I was like, well, I guess this is the, the life of an entrepreneur to... It's alive, you know, it's it's like, it's a crying, it's your crying baby, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a new mother, your one eye is always open. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 100% agree. Well, (laughs) thank you so much for being my guest today. I love helping fashion with you. I I still have like a bazillion more questions, but we'll, I'll just have to do it off air. You'll we'll have talk to come later. back. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just like, now how do we know what fits best and what, you know, like, I just have so many questions because I've done the fit modeling thing, but for more for like leggings, nothing fun, mm-hmm. like a beautiful dress is like you were designing. So I was just, just want to know what it's like inside that world. <laughs> I think every girl <laughs> does a little bit wants to just go behind the cart. Um, 
you know, and see into the closet and find out how are things made and designed and especially a beautiful line like Oscar de la Renta. So I'm just, I'm just so impressed with everything you do. And I appreciate you so yeah. much being my guest and congratulations on starting Thank your own you. business and everything in fashion. That's amazing. So Thank you so much, Camille. I yeah. appreciate it. You always say the sweetest things. Thank you so much, my dear. It's from my heart. I promise. Oh, <laughs> All right, I well, thanks it. again. <laughs> thanks again for being my guest. I absolutely love you and we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. And get some rest. I know. I stayed up till five <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I'm not I won't bring. I see. I wasn't bringing it up. Yeah, no. Like, I I told you I had a lot of energy for you. <laughs> and I don't drink caffeine normally, so the two sodas was a bad idea. But I was oh like, gosh, we'll yeah, get some rest tonight. Oh, Thank you so sure. much, Camille. Oh no, it was my pleasure. And you have a good rest of your night. And best of luck. Everything's going on. All right. Bye. Bye. <sighs> I'm going to stop singing that David Bowie song because I probably butcher it because I don't have the voice for that. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed meeting Hope Noel Davenport of Hope Trader. She's absolutely amazing. You're going to love, like you saw some of the fashions she has on there. It's just so, so many beautiful things. You just have to hope and luck and pray that it's in your shoe range. And if you're a size nine and a half or higher, please join <laughs> so I have some shoe options because I was just like, oh, yeah, 34, 36. Get to 41s or 40. I think that's my foot. I don't know. Anyway, the rest of the week, we do not stop. It's still more fashion. Tomorrow, I'm having actor, model, Sergio, I'm going to butcher his name, Davici, Delavici, Delavici. He's going to be my guest tomorrow. I cannot wait to talk to him. He's walked several different um, fashion weeks, whether it's New York, uh, Paris. He's 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 worked them all. And then he was also in this very small movie called John Wick Three. Maybe you heard of it. It was with Keanu Reeves and I don't know that beautiful woman. Ooh, what's her name? Halle Berry. Just you know just small parts. <laughs> so he's going to share about that as well. And we're actually going to do an extra little interview with him as well on Friday, Instagram live. I'll also speak with him. We're going to do like an after show, just having fun talking on Instagram as well, a little more casual, just to hear what it's really like being an actor and model um, in New York city. And then Friday I have pop opera singer from um, Trinidad Sharice Mills will be my guest and she's going to be sharing about her experience as being a singer and a fashionista. You can look her up as well and see all the different things that she's doing because she has an amazing voice and it's completely different than a lot of the, well, I mean, everybody sounds different. We're all unique, right? But she's got a really unique sound with where she brings pop and opera and blends them together and really excited to hear from her and talk to her on Friday. So it's an exciting week. And I will say for the most part of the rest of the month, it is going to be mainly musicians because it is Black Music History Month. So I wanted to make sure that I brought in musicians because that's one area I've always enjoyed, but I've never really worked in that industry I worked on a couple of movies where there was a lot of musicians on it, but I've never really worked in the music industry. So I'm very curious about what they're doing, how they're staying connected with fans. What does their future look like after COVID-19 as far as live shows? What are they going to do? Have they been making new music? And what can we expect differently? And with all the different social unjust that's going around, if that's inspiring new songs, like I'm just wondering, because artists sometimes in the worst of times can really get, 
inspired to create something that distracts people from the pain and the hurt. I mean, that's pretty much why I came up with my show because I knew that I would need something to keep me busy that I enjoyed. Otherwise, every day I would just kind of rabbit hole myself into worried about, will I catch COVID-19 or germs or just letting it overwhelm me over um, uh, just like she was saying about the dialogue in your head. And now with uh, the stuff going on with George Floyd and um, Breonna Taylor, like it's just so important that we find outlets that still inspire us for a better future. And I think artists are really good at doing that and painting or sharing stories musically or um, content wise, whatever way that they can, they paint with that brush and just really can inspire us to be inspired about the future. And fashion is one of those things that I love talking about because when you look at fashion, it kind of inspires what you want to aspire to, what you want to dress, like how you want to look. Um, and once you feel that way internally, it can really change how you feel. Like, And I really love fashion. So this has just been amazing. And I can't wait for you guys to meet the rest of my guests because it's going to be a lot of fun. And I have some serious guests next week as well. I'll have more details posted to my uh, my Facebook and Instagram. So just make sure you follow, share, subscribe. And um, for your friends that aren't on Facebook, they can watch my YouTube channel because I just post everything, the lives from here, I post it directly to there. Sometimes I edit out if there's any tech issues, but for the most part, um, I just go straight to theirs to make it easier because, again, I'm not a tech genius. So, and the eternal dialogue on that is just facts. It's not even me discounting what I do. It's just, it's not my thing. So. Thank you so much for watching. I look forward to my guest tomorrow and make sure you send in questions if you have any because I'll definitely ask them for you. All right, well, you guys have a great rest of your night and I'll see you tomorrow.